following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Let me say something else, too, about Mo Pat. Mo has done it all. I mean, he's covered the Titans. He's covered the Vols. He's done high school. He's a fantastic writer. He's now actually hosting a talk show every day in Columbia that is outstanding. Mo, you know me because we've covered high school sports for years together. Ever since I moved here, you were one of the first people I met, and I just adore you. Tis the season to be hectic. I will say it is the craziest time of year. Everyone's like, oh, it's the most wonderful time of year. I'm like, oh, it's the busiest time of year. But I got to tell you, it's my favorite. A season full of joy and cheer. I can't tell you how many times in the middle of our show, I have sent those two fools a text and said, yo, get back on track. (laughs) (laughs) Cut their mic. But the show's just getting started. Oh, well, it is the holiday season. With the Hall of Famer Mo Patton and the Sundrop Kid from Alabama, Chris Yow, this is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Yes, sir. Welcome in to Reaction Monday here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. It is the beginning of a short week for us, and hopefully for you as well, as you are getting ready for Christmas, which, as JP so... Suddenly noticed the beginning of this show, or or just before the show, Christmas is this week. Slapped yes. you right in the face. Yes, JP, Christmas is in fact <laughs> this week. You're welcome, though. Yeah. You exactly. too, huh? <laughs> yeah. It's Got funny. a little choked up. Snu- snuck up on me there. <laughs> it's, it's what happens. Five days from now. Five days. Shut your mouth. Mm. Ah. How was everyone's weekend? <laughs> no, not good. Yeah, it was all right. I mean, it wasn't just great. all right. Yeah, yeah, just okay. all right. I, I it was sh- a little bit more hectic than I would have liked, just because getting stuff ready for today in our other occupation. Yeah, the the weekends are are pretty rough for mm-hmm. Main Street Murray newspaper employees, <laughs> but it is what it is. Yeah, I had a chance to go see the parentals this weekend. That was fun. So I right, made a little trip south. Yeah, look at you. It was, snuck that one in. Yeah, it, it, it's it impressive. Was, it was good. It was good. Got to go see uh, a concert. A buddy of mine played a hometown show. You know the the sold out hometown show. His first time he's headlined at that particular venue, and it's pretty cool so got a little emotional watching all those folks sing along to his songs it's it's weird because i mean typically he's a you know he's the guy that you saw at tin roof playing everybody else's mm-hmm. covers right so pretty cool to watch people singing along to his stuff there you go so yeah my brother was a a bit inebriated that was not that wasn't good that was pretty bad actually calling out his brother today yeah well, he deserves it. It was bad. <laughs> I mean, I had to literally go to the other side of the room mm. in order to... Had to distance yourself? Yes. yes. We put him up against the railing so he'd at least have a crutch, and then I left. Mo, isn't that what <laughs> Christmas and being around family is all about? That's what I... Uh, Dealing yeah, well, that, with that and yeah, you know. learning how to distance yourself? So I, I saw a tweet over the weekend about 
the fact that distancing distance has now become a verb. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, this is not the first time during the Christmas holidays in which we've had a situation like this. We put, I, I guess his daughter had just turned two or three, and we put together one of those Barbie dream houses. Mm. And you know what that can do to a person? Yeah. So, I mean, it just basically forced us into, you know, drinking heavily. <laughs> well, we went, so we go to, uh, we go to the bar. It's Christmas Eve. I mean, Christmas Eve. We go to the bar and, and he was already half lit when we got there. They made him blow into the breathalyzer before we left and it was way over the limit, which he wasn't driving. I was. And I was gone. Like I wasn't in, I wasn't anywhere near him. Apparently he had just, done something that got the police's attention. And so they they made him blow into the breathalyzer, and they had him in the back of the police car. And I finally walked outside because someone came and got me. And uh, I was like, listen, I'm his brother. He's he's with me. I'm taking him home. He's not, he's not driving anywhere. And it's like, you know, I'm not drunk in public. I was drunk at a bar, which is perfectly legal. You know, so we 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 were able to get out of that one, and uh, we all made it home Saturday night too. So that's always good. I got a theme song for you, and it sounds like your family. Robert, uh, Robert Earl King. Robert Arkeen here. Yeah, sounds like the soundtrack of uh, Chris's yes. Christmas family ventures, Mo. Hey. It is what it is, right? This was your number one Christmas song last year, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. I thought it was. <laughs> Listen, this this is probably the most accurate song. That one or Please Daddy Don't Get Drunk This Christmas. Okay. <laughs> Feliz Navidad. That's good stuff right there. Merry Christmas from our family, by the way. There you go. No doubt. Man. We have a lot to talk to talk about today, and Christmas will probably be part of it. Um, but again, it's Reaction Monday, and there's a lot to react to, mm. including the Titans and college football, college basketball. Some some things we some games we can't react to, but there's certainly situations. <laughs> certainly situations. Games that didn't take place. Yeah, yeah. Just Good a lot. Stuff. So we're going to get to those. But before we do anything else, we do need to get you the results from the weekend and today's schedule. It's a big one. So let's go ahead and give you the rundown. This is The Rundown. Let's do it. The Monday Rundown is brought to you by Zion Christian Academy, providing a Christ-centered college prep education at an affordable cost. Call 931-388-5731 or visit zioneagles.org to schedule an appointment for a tour today. In Friday, girls' high school basketball action, Columbia Central traveled to Fayetteville, lost 51-38. It was Summit 62, Green Hill 39. We're talking more about that one in just a bit. Richland defeated Mount Pleasant 66-32. It was Santa Fe defeating Lewis County 58-41. Summertown with a 67-38 win over Lawrence County and Brentwood downed Independence 60-48. In boys action on Friday night, Columbia Central down Fayetteville 64-36. It was Green Hill 72, Summit 43. Lauderdale County, 
a 54-49 winner over Loretto in the Times Daily Classic. Richland defeated Mount Pleasant 64-42. Santa Fe 88, Lewis County 43. In overtime down at Summertown, it was the Eagles 74 taking down county rival Lawrence County 74-69. Independence down Brentwood 82-58. We'll talk about that one too. And then Columbia Academy with a big win 47-44 over Clarksville Academy. On Saturday in girls basketball action, it was Independence 73, Antioch 21. Boys play, Indy finished the sweep with a 77-57 win over Antioch. Loretto back at the Times Daily Classic with a 67-51 win over Shoals Christian. Also in high school wrestling on Saturday, Summit coming off of their Friday night win over Page 55-22 won the Ray Dalton Memorial Duels at Brentwood Academy. Spring Hill at those duels went 2-3. Independence placed fifth at the Beach Invitational Tournament as well on Saturday. In college hoops action and men's, it was Alabama, <coughs> sorry, number six Alabama downing Jacksonville State 65-59. I didn't want to say it. Uh, yeah, it chucked you up so much. <laughs> yeah. I'll take a six-point road loss to the number six team in the country, folks. <laughs> Vanderbilt down to Austin P 77-59. MTSU an 84-80 winner over Coastal Carolina. In NCAA women's action, it was Stanford 74, Tennessee 63, and Vanderbilt down Presbyterian 81-57. In basketball action today, Warren County's girls defeated Lawrence County 73-65 at the Sonic Shootout at Sparta. Boys action at th- at 2.30, which uh, Richland boys played Siegel at Riverdale. At 3.15, it was Independence boys playing Mount Juliet at Nolansville. Summit's girls and Westmoreland played at 4 o'clock at Beach. And at 6 o'clock, Columbia Academy travels to Summertown for a doubleheader. Cornersville girls are taking on Cullioca at Marshall County at 6 o'clock tonight. At 6.30, the Lawrence County boys are at Fort Payne, home of the Alabama boys. Hope Prep and Columbia Central at Riverdale at 7 Mount Pleasant girls and Marshall County at Marshall County at 7.30. And Loretto girls taking on Tullahoma at Tullahoma at 8 o'clock. No results in from these games, but the Zion Christian Christmas Classic took place this afternoon. Agathos girls played Frank Hughes at 1 o'clock. At 2.30, it was Franklin Classical boys at Frank Hughes. The host Lady Eagles took on Franklin Classical I guess that's going on right about now. Four o'clock start, and at 5.30, Zion Christian boys play East Hickman. In NCAA women's action tonight, East Tennessee State is at the Lady Vols. 5.30 start on SEC Network Plus, and NBA action, the Thunder at the Grizzlies at 7 p.m. That's going to do it for today's rundown. Told you it was a long one. A lot of stuff over the weekend that kind of elongated that. And and typically not a long – we wouldn't normally have a such a long schedule on a Monday for high school sports. Right. Uh, but Since everybody's out of school. Yeah, yeah. That makes a big difference. We'll talk about this later, but we mentioned uh, one of the games that didn't take place was that Memphis and Tennessee men's game that was scheduled for Bridgestone on Saturday. We are going to talk a lot more about that later in the show, but $30,000 is what that cost Tennessee. 
It's an interesting number. I mean, we need to. I mean, I'd I'd wonder what what exactly goes into that. I mean, your travel party, your travel, your meals, lodging. I'm sure they stayed last night or the night before. Yeah, Friday night they stayed. Um, It's a heck of a hit to not play. My guess is they're going to be sending a Bill West. (laughs) Yeah, well, good luck with that. They're not the only ones who didn't play or aren't playing. The NHL has essentially halted all um, American versus Canadian teams, much like they did last year with the different divisions. Um, That's apparently not going to happen. So not sure when they will. He, uh, re- regain the ability to go across the border. But apparently, as of, you know, about an hour ago, the NHL has seen 27 games postponed due to COVID. And basically the Predators are off this week, right? Preds are off this week. Uh, the Preds and the Bruins have both been shut down. Eight players and several coaches for Nashville. They were due. To, they were supposed to play Carolina on Sunday and Winnipeg tomorrow. Uh, that's not going to happen. The Bruins are in protocol, so a lot going on. I mean, sports right now is just in a or, or not going on, as the yeah, case may be. Sports is kind of in a a weird place, especially at the professional level. So. Lucky for most most NFL teams, unless you're the Browns, nobody's having to deal with it. But it is what it is, man. We have a ton to get to, including high school stuff. So, Mo, on the other side of the break, we will talk about some big milestone wins for area coaches. We'll talk about some of the games and wrestling that you went to as well so stick around all of that college football reactions titans reactions college hoops as well coming your way on southern middle tennessee sports today please stick around with us Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Festop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. 
We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. sports talk you'll only find here it's southern middle tennessee sports today live from the lee company studio with the hall of famer mo Patton. here's chris yow welcome back in southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid-tennessee bone and joint chris yow along with mo Patton and jp plant on this reaction monday as we get you ready for Christmas with all of the Christmas tournaments and classics that are taking place around the mid-state. We'll talk about some high school hoops here in this segment and kind of a big deal is when you win the the milestone victories, especially 500 specifically, but uh, when you get to 600, you're either really good or really old. <laughs> and <laughs> okay, I don't think John Wilde is really old. So I don't either because he's younger than me. So, so I'm going to go with yeah. John Wilde's just really, really good. good. There we go. And uh, Marty DeJarnett over at uh, Columbia Academy reaches 500 career wins while John Wilde got number 600 on Friday night. So Yeah, Friday night was a big night. Um, Columbia Academy goes up to Clarksville Academy. You know, we talked to um, Brady McAtamney earlier in the week about that game. CA goes on the road, picks up a 47-44 victory um, against a good Clarksville Academy team, and it, like you said, was the 500th of Marty's career. His 458th at CA over two stints that was um, broken up by some time out at Cullioka where he won 42 games. So, big win. And I guess he'll be going for 501 tonight when they go down to um, Schaefer. I'm sorry, go down to Summertown. When they go to Schaefer's. <laughs> win or no, lose. I'll be going to Schaefer's. If, so you're going to get a win because yeah, no you're going to Schaefer's. Exactly. JP, still as good as ever? Uh, you know, honestly, I did not make it Friday. What? Um, 
by the time I got away from here, I felt I needed to just get a little snack and get on, get on there, get there and get up to the Eagle's Nest, uh, to where I was going to be there so I could park remotely close. Uh, cause it was, it was packed down there for that. Uh, Can't for imagine that game. why. Yeah. Go figure. Uh, so I did not make it to uh, the illustrious Schaefer's on Friday. That's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he passes it every day. If he wants to stop, he I can do. stop anytime. I do. That is true. It's I, not out of his way. I don't. I don't. Um, In fact, it's it's on his way. It is literally yes. I I could pull off on the road <laughs> and walk and and be right there. Yeah, that's how close it is. So yeah. We'll uh, we'll hit it up again. But you're, you see, so you're heading down there today. I am. Good for you. Good it for is. you. That's why we're trying to get off the uh, air as quick as possible, so he'll have time to do it. No. Um, speaking of Summertown and big wins, the Eagles got an overtime win over Lawrence County, and JP was there to witness it. He was. Turned my mic off too soon. Yes, I he was. Did, in fact, uh, what an incredible atmosphere. Um, as you would expect, as we just talked about, um, yeah, it was um, it was fantastic uh, down there Friday night, uh, and you know it's it's been since 2015, the 15 16 season since these two had home and home, uh, a true home and home. They've played a few times, whether it be a one off here, a one off there, perhaps meeting in a tournament. Large County Loretto have done that a couple of times, but it's been since 2015 16 that. Lawrence County has had both Loretto and Summertown on the schedule. And uh, you could you – Was that by design? Uh, well, at at that point, the the old AAA, they started playing some of their district games before Christmas. Mm-hmm. They altered the schedule, played some of those before Christmas, and that made it more difficult to schedule mm. some of these non-district games. Okay. And, and, you know, and there's always uh, – a little gamesmanship that goes on with these in-county rivals. So mm-hmm. um, absence can make the heart grow fonder, I suppose. <laughs> but it was an electric atmosphere, uh, no question. And the boys' game was just phenomenal because uh, back and forth, second half alone had 19 lead changes, 10 of the third quarter. And mm-hmm. then they went to overtime, of course. But it was a, it was a, it had a, a vibe of a um, what I, what I tabbed in the article. And I had to put quotation marks around it because it's technically not accurate, but a sub-state game. Mm-hmm. But a throwback, that's what it is. It had that feel mm-hmm. of those old sub-state games. You're right, they don't, it doesn't have the same feel when you call it a sectional. See? Even when you're there. See? Sub-state sounds bigger. It, it does. It does. It does. So, But it had that vibe to it. Mm-hmm. it. It was a fantastic environment. I mean, when you're playing for a spot in a state tournament then yeah you're you're gonna Mm -hmm. have that that great atmosphere and honestly when you're playing your especially for the smaller school in that particular uh yeah arena that that type situation it's all with you know summertown lawrence county i feel like it's always going to mean more to summertown than it does to lawrence county or Loretta Lawrence County is going to mean does. more to Loretta than it does to Lawrence County because they feel like they've got bigger fish to fry, so to speak, bigger bigger briskets to smoke. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and the student sections, of course, uh, always go at it. And you know, I saw some uh, some posts and and you know, small stories from the Summertown perspective, all about uh, or a little video compilation of. You know, at one point, the Lawrence County student section were chanting overrated. Uh, 
um, to Gavin Burleson in the first half. In the first half. In the first half. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when Large County had a lead, and then, of course, Gavin ended up with 37. Summertime wins, a double overtime, so uh, a lot of the fans there. And, you know, that's part of the rivalry. Um, we're making sure that that was known. You know, the <laughs> I mean, if you don't have that, that's. I, I think mean, it's great for the, the rivalry. It is, and it and it's great for those schools to play each other, uh, no matter what, just because it, it does make a better uh, atmosphere for the kids, and it gives them some experience playing in that type of atmosphere, a hostile environment. And Joseph Wilson spoke to that after the game as mm-hmm. well. The fact that that kind of game and that kind of atmosphere kind of gets you ready for the games that they're going to see in district play and postseason play, that kind of thing. He being in his first year up here after a long career down in Alabama, I'm sure it was a little bit of a shock to him as well. Uh, somewhat. He said he loved it. He, he said he would play there every night. I mean, he loved that atmosphere. Um, and, and Wes Long said the same thing, you know, playing a bigger school, that the athleticism and quickness that Lawrence County provides as a 3A school compared to Summertown as a 2A school, that's the type of athleticism and quickness that they're going to have to beat if they want to go deep in the playoffs. So both both coaches um, were, uh, were happy to have this game, found a ton of positives coming out of this game. Uh, you know, it's – it was the day that school was let out, so everybody was on break. So there was a lot of that extra angst of just the holidays. Mm-hmm. First time in six years they were playing at Summertown. Um, that it, gym's already yeah. a madhouse. Yeah, as it, it is. was. It was just a great. It was a great environment for high school basketball, and uh, I was, I was honored to to be there, part of it, to cover it. If you've not been to a big basketball game at summertown and i can't speak to loretto i'm sure it's just as i don't know crazy uh, covid if so you, i don't know yeah it, it, it can be it's loud down at the barn if you get a chance to go to a big game at summertown do it but to them they're all big but yes yeah. i know what you're saying when, when there when there are opposing fans who mm-hmm. are just as rowdy yes. some, most of the time it's just summertown folks who yeah. are Getting crazy, but if you yeah, if you get one of those one of those games that means Summertown Loretta, Summertown Loretta, or just a, a big sub a big sub state game or, mm-hmm. or district championship, those things get crazy. I'm interested so. to see what kind of crowd it is tonight for this one. I think against it'll be a good CA, one. I th- Summertown and CA have had a long standing. They've got rivalry, some history, especially in high school hoops. Mm-hmm. So this is this is a long standing rivalry. I, I'll be interested to see it as well. Um, speaking of great atmospheres, I had a pretty good one as well. Not as crowded, but... Let me cut you off just a mm-hmm. second, because I, I can't see the clock, so I don't know how much time we have. But before we get away from milestone victories... Yeah. John Wild, um, Summit with the big win up at Green Hill on Friday night. Don't remember what the score was and don't have that in front of me now, but number 600 for him, including 10 years at Franklin, Wilson Central, Riverdale... Lawrence County. Lawrence County, where he coached both Ashley Rutledge right. and Katie Embry. Um, 62-39, I think, yeah. was the final. Um, Moore County and Bradford. And I'm not sure. I probably missed something because he's been around <laughs> a little bit. But, um, he likes to try all the uh, little 
five and dimes. Oh, but, he he yeah, yeah, is the king of the meat and three. I, I threaten we we need to do a podcast with him <laughs> just on meat and threes. Yep, because he he'll never steer you wrong. He's pointed out a couple of me that have been pretty good, and a couple of others that we've not gotten to yet. But um, he's. He knows his meeting threes, and he clearly knows his basketball as well. 600 career victories. In case you were wondering, Gibson County, a 53-40 winner over South Gibson girls on Friday night. That was that Gibson County, South Gibson game, the first time they've played in like five years as well. And they played in that, that tournament game. Over at um, over Dyer County. Dyer County. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so 53-40 was the Gibson, Gibson County over Gibson South County Gibson. over Katie Embry and South, uh, South Gibson. Yeah. Okay. So that was Katie's first loss over at South Gibson. So, oh well, yeah. Okay. Um, and speaking of South Gibson, <laughs> former South Gibson coach, basketball coach, and football coach on hand Friday night at Independence. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Mark Wilkins was there because well, he's the Independence boys' he, coach. Yeah, <laughs> he kind of he kind of needed to be there. But Scott Stidham kind of getting getting settled in, I guess. And um, I don't know if there's any football guys on the basketball team that he was checking out or not, but um, a couple. I wonder. I wonder if Scott uh, did he talk at halftime? Was he did he not. He, he he was introduced. You know, did a yeah. little wave and and stepped off. But I wondered if if he was going to pull wave. his uh, yeah his Brian Kelly and and garner the accent of the locals. <sighs> there's there are no locals at Independence. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Whatever in, what, whatever accent he uses <laughs> it's belongs match to somebody. somebody. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Me and my family. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But yeah, Independence, <laughs> like you said, with the with the kids being out of school, so they all went home and apparently they all got in their pajamas and came and back came to back. the game because mm. it was Christmas pajama out for the student section and uh, you know early early in the game it was crazy because you know Jet Montgomery hit. He had six points in the first quarter. He hit the first two threes, and then I don't think he scored again outside of a couple free throws maybe in the first half and then ended up with a game-high 23 because he was electric in the second half. But, you know, this Independence team, that's a big win. You're talking about 82-58 to over Brentwood. Now, Brentwood's got some young kids, and that's what Troy Bond was saying. He said, look, you know, most of the kids that I've got on this team were role players last year. And now they've got to kind of step up. But it's still a big win for Independence to beat Brentwood on the hardwood. Well, I'll tell you, if Jet had 23 on Friday, mm-hmm. he must have been saving some of those because he had 35 in the 77-57 win on Saturday against Antioch. So nearly half. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's wild. Uh, kid's, kid's phenomenal. He really is. Um, and – and here's the thing. You have to be careful because with the numbers he puts up, you want to call him a scorer. I don't think that's necessarily the case. I mean, he can score, but I don't think that's his primary objective when he goes out there. He facilitates very well as well. And that's one of the fun things about watching this team. They really share the ball well. Well, you know, shots weren't really falling for him in the first half, and so he made the he made the um, the adjustment to – start dishing a little bit in and that was big for Owen Reese who had a couple of threes in the first first half uh, Tylen Lewis can't talk enough about this mm-hmm. kid who he had six points but it felt like he had the biggest six points of the game like it, it was back to back to back I'm, I, I, he was he hit a layup got a steal hit another layup I think he had a free throw something like that I mean this kid was just 
a defensively, he was just a catalyst. Uh, you know, if I'd have told you that Jet Montgomery and Cameron Bell were going to have 23 and seven, probably don't feel like independent scores 82 points. <laughs> and yeah. yet, they did. They did. Yeah. So that just goes to show that the ability of this, I think this independence team is probably the best one that we've seen boys wise uh, in the last couple of years. Well, since, yeah. Maybe since they went to state with Grayson Murphy and that bunch. Probably. Yeah. It's the best one they've had in a long time. So I'm looking forward to watching them at the, even if it is at the 4A level. So, ooh, Beach Boys. Nice. Gotta love that. I like the, the the Christmas intro and outro music is going to be good. I, I'm here for that. Um, Mo, you had some summit wrestling. We'll get you on the other side. We got some college basketball. That are sorry, college football, college football bowl stuff, and some transfers to get to on the other side as well. So stick around. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day returns after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Covering the teams you care about, it's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Once again, live from the Lee Company studio with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yow. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Really, uh, really been a good day for the most part. Looking forward to the rest. For the most of the part, day. I guess that's good. Well, <laughs> obviously, I didn't want to be up at seven o'clock this morning 
<laughs> changing a dirty diaper. Until she smiled at you. Did but she smile at you? Every Even morning, then. Every morning. I mean, you walk into her room and she's just like, hey, it's you. That's worth getting up for. Right? Yeah, it's pretty great. But the dirty diapers can... <laughs> I can do without it. Bounce it up. Anyway, Mo, before we get into college football, uh, you went to some – did you go to wrestling on Friday? I did go to wrestling on Friday. How'd that go? Summit pretty dominant. 55-22 win over Page. Um, I think they had like six first-period pins maybe. Um, And Page – I mean, it wasn't an indictment of Paige. Paige is pretty good. I, I think it was just more of an indication of how good Summit is and um, is going to be. I, I was going to ask. I mean, they already they, they won. Did they win the duels? They didn't win the duels last year. They were third they in were the third. duels. They were third behind. Um, they got a chance this year. Uh, Cleveland won it. Wilson Central finished second, and um, Summit was third. And that's what Benji Gray was saying. If anybody has a chance to push Cleveland this time around. He feels like at Summit when, you know, by the time we get to that point, he feels like they're going to be ready. And, you know, these guys, they've been tested, you know, over the course of their career. I think they've kind of been building to this. They've got some seniors on this team that have been in some tough situations. And by the time we get to the postseason, I think Summit will be in a position to perhaps prove Benji and a lot of other folks right. They are, they've got a good team. Well, if you're interested in hearing from Summit's wrestling coach, Pete Miller, you can do that on First Takedown Podcast, Mm -hmm. available wherever you get your podcast. Just look up First Takedown with Maurice Patton. Not Mo Patton. It's Maurice, right? I think they're they're pretty interchangeable. Some call him Mo. Well, but the the title has Maurice in it, right? I think it does, but yeah, like I said, I think if you just get to first, first takedown, take you're probably going to find it wherever fine podcasts are sold. Fine, yeah, fine podcast. <laughs> Not yeah. just any podcast. Yeah. Fine. Don't go where the trashy podcasts yeah, go. Yeah, no, no. Only for the fine And there podcast. are plenty of those. There are plenty of trashy ones. <laughs> so in addition to Summit's win over Page on Friday, they also won the Ray, Ray Dalton Memorial Duel Saturday at Brentwood going 5-0. and oh to win that and defeating the host Eagles in the finals. Um, so pretty good weekend for them. Um, defeated Fairview 63-18, defeated Knoxville Hall 63-10, defeated CAK 66-7, defeated Page again 66-14, and knocked off the Eagles 52-22. So big day for them. Over at Brentwood Academy. 63-18 over Fairview, who did win the duels last year. Yeah. So, I mean, that was their – there were 2A, but still. still. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. That's that's a state champion that you just absolutely decimated. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, not bad. Not, not bad for uh, for a little work anyway. Um. All right. Let's, let's get into some college football here because, uh, one – I want to talk about a couple of things in the the bowl world, one of which um, the UTEP fake quarterback sneak jump pass. Did you see this? I did not. Absolutely. So they line up in like the 
the straight T I and look like they're just going to push the quarterback forward and he <laughs> snaps it. He just stands there and the tight end releases and he dumps it off touchdown. I mean, seriously, it, it was one of the better plays that I've seen uh, in a long time. I mean, it wasn't like they were trying to fool them necessarily. It was more of a a play action, basically. Mm-hmm. And just so weird. You know, not like Appalachian State who tried to do the, what's going on, coach? I don't got the play. And then they snapped to the back straight and then mm. Coastal stopped them. Or not, I don't guess it was Coastal, whoever App State played. Western. Western, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, so, you know. Got to stop you for a second. Sure. Um, so I watched a little bit of that Western App State game. Despite my 100 miles of hate, better judgment. Well, let's talk about it. Uh, that offense and that Zappy kid. Is it Zappy? Yes, okay, it I is Zappy. Zap. The, the, yes, the, the E is not silent. <laughs> According to the um, broadcasters. Pretty special. I tried to tell y'all. Pretty special. <laughs> I mean, you know, score 59 points. Uh, App- Appalachian State scores 31 points and loses by four touchdowns. You know. Um, I did not realize. Did not see that coming. I did not realize he was coming to Tennessee. He was going to be Tennessee's quarterback before Jeremy Pruitt got fired. I think that's a trade you'd make. Oh sure, <laughs> but I, I was talking. We, we, <laughs> we don't have Bailey Zappi, but we don't have Jeremy Pruitt. That's a I'll take it. That's a net gain, I do believe. <laughs> so, um, and a lot of folks are talking about this. Where would you rank as far as if if Zappi was in the SEC? There are five or six different teams that would have taken him, right, over the options that they had. Mm. At least South Carolina, for oh, sure. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, South Carolina played a GA. Uh, you're at assistant. Yeah, yeah, they'd have taken him. I mean, you probably would have taken him at – I think Missouri would have taken him. At Missouri. I mean – I'm not sure who else. Knowing really. what we know now – Maybe Florida. Maybe. Uh, just be, just based on the way that Mullen's offense works, doesn't work for the two quarterbacks he has or had. He doesn't have them anymore. No, he does not have them. No. <laughs> Billy Napier does. There's, I mean, th- there's a lot of teams in the SEC that could have used a guy like that. I think he's going to end up being the still of the draft if he's not the first quarterback taken off the board. He won't be the first quarterback taken off the board. Well, then he will be the still of the draft because he will be the best pro out of any quarterback that's coming out. I don't know about that. But. Well, I spoke with a former pro scout over the weekend, and this is what he had to say. Mm-hmm. He said, the senior bowl will tell us a lot, but I don't see any reason why he won't thrive there. He's one of the cleanest throwing motions of all the quarterbacks coming out this year, and I see a lot of similarities to him and Mac Jones, but he has a much stronger arm. He said he's done it at HBU, WKU, and he could have done it at any Power Five. Most of the SEC quarterbacks in the East, people don't think he's better than those guys. He definitely is. Here's the thing. 
not every rookie quarterback, in, in fact, very few rookie quarterbacks are going to wind up in a position that Mac Jones wound up in on a team as good as the team that Mac Jones wound up on. And so I don't know. Well, Mac was still – I mean, Mac was getting a lot of praise for – you know, and ended up a first-round draft pick after after the the offseason last year. And I think that's kind of what they're go, what he's talking about. It, not necessarily what Mac has done as a pro, but the leading up to the draft and how much praise he got after people saw him not in the Alabama game manager role. Hmm. It'll be interesting. I, I, th- I think it's going to be – he's going to be one of the better quarterbacks that come out. But – it's a pretty strong class when you consider Kenny Pickett and you consider Malik Willis and you could consider Desmond Ritter and some of the other guys that are in there. To me, as a pure as a as an NFL quarterback, Bailey Zappi is light years better than Malik Willis. I mean, I saw Malik play three times and he was not great at decision making in all but one of those games. And the one game where he was fan- phenomenal was against UAB, who, by the way, just beat the highest-ranked team they've ever beaten, probably the biggest win in UAB history, despite winning two conference titles and beating LSU way back in the day. I mean, UAB beating BYU, that's 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 pretty impressive. And by the way, not just UAB, Western, UAB, everybody but UTEP, Middle, Conference yeah, USA Conference, went three U- Conference USA stood up this weekend. I was um I kind of caught myself rooting for for um Marshall. Yeah. I, I didn't think they against were against Louisiana after what Middle and Western had done to that point. And um and I had picked Louisiana and Marshall was up in that game for a while. Louisiana came back and eventually won it, but and I guess we got ODU going today. Is that right? Yes. Yes, you had ODU. And that thing started off with a bang. What, two touchdowns in a minute 49? <laughs> a minute 47. But, minute 47. No, 57. I'm, minute 57. Oh, but still. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. There you go. I mean, it's it's been a crazy bowl season so far. I mean, we're sitting here, at all, all of us in our pick to this point are three and six. <sighs> And I know I started off zero and five. You started off one and four. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first that first day, that first batch of games was pretty. It went the exact opposite bleak. of what anybody would have thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, it was. Although my one win was a conference USA team, right? So there you I go. See, and I didn't think UTEP had any opportunity, and then Dion. Goes out and just. Hey, hey, Buddy Pugh said, "Hey, we're here too. We drive Benzes too." At six and five, <laughs> but they were five and five in the conference, which I think is the most important thing. But here's, I, I think I think South Carolina State's win was kind of striking a blow for old school HBCU. It's like we had we had football before Deion Sanders got here, y'all. Right. You know, okay. So, but here's my question: We mm-hmm. got like a minute and a half, right? Did you see 
who happened to claim an HBCU national title over the weekend? I did not. Florida a Because they beat both Jackson State? No, no. Oh. Okay. No, no, they got hammered by Jackson State, okay. who subsequently got hammered by South, by Carolina, South Carolina State. Who, fam, must have beaten. No. No. What's FAMU had the highest strength of record based on the NCAA rankings. So they they tweeted and put out an Instagram post that said, uh, the NCAA has ranked Florida A&M the, the top-ranked team in the country. What is it about Florida and claiming national right? championships? <laughs> I mean, FAM, UCF, what? I, I don't know. It's insane. Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was hilarious. I was like, y'all got dragged by Jackson State, who then got dragged by South Carolina State. Don't come at me with this. Yeah. No. No. So South Carolina State, I, maybe Dion should have uh, laid off the parade after signing day and did a little more coaching. No. I, hey. No, I, th- I just think that, South that, Carolina State played really well. Turnovers, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can blame coaches all you want, but if you turn the ball over, that's on the players. So. Yeah, we'll be talking more about turnovers. We will, but we've got ends. more college football coming up because we've got to talk about some transfers that are coming in. So stick around. So the Middle Tennessee Sports Day returns after this. Merry Christmas, baby. 